You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, May 25th. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, or Off the Bench Baseball, or my more pop culture entertainment sort of beat at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Blade Disgusting, Film Cred, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But of this year, Locked On Padres podcast, though, most importantly, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcasts within the review. Uh, post a question that you might have, and it, I, I guarantee you it will be right on the show. It's a guarantee. You know, you can send me questions on Twitter and all that. I love getting back to guys and all that stuff and blah, 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 blah. But Apple Podcasts is guaranteed. You know why? Because I like to bribe people for five-star reviews. That's why, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, today's episode, guys, is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. For today's episode, guys, going to be recapping last night's game. Not too many things that I have to say about last night's game, but we'll definitely be dedicating a little bit of time to Mr. Blake Snell and giving my take on the whole situation. And then later on in the show, talking with Emily Nyman, uh, we talked last week, actually, and we were reacting to the Derek Jeter documentary news. Uh, And believe it or not, I think it's a fun little chat. I know it's a little bit Yankee. Don't worry, the Yankee loving isn't too much in this one. We just talk more regularly about whether or not we think this is the right uh, person to go with for baseball and what have you. Then we talk a tiny bit at the beginning about kind of, you know, how we feel about the extra innings rules and whatnot. But uh, that's a little fun of a chat. But for now, guys... Let's get into it. And believe it or not, I'm in a good mood today, despite what happened last night. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I just watched the Last Night in Soho trailer, the new Edgar Wright movie, and that looks really rad. Uh, maybe that's why I'm in a good mood all of a sudden. But, you know, despite the fact that the Padres lost last night by a score of 5-3, to three, it wasn't the most devastating thing ever, because to a degree, they were due. I would have loved to get the 10-game winning streak, because then I could just title all the episodes in funny ways and what have you. But, um... That, of course, did not happen. In this game, the Padres came into it basically with the hottest offense in all of baseball. Quite literally, I'm not kidding, the hottest offense in all of baseball. They led the league in runs per game, on-base percentage, and OPS uh, since May 9th. They've been leading the league in that. Uh, And the next closest person in terms of runs per game was the Rays at 6.62. While the Padres, you know what they were? 7.08. Pretty fantastic, right? So that just gives you kind of a a perspective as to how dominant Brandon Woodruff was yesterday. He goes seven innings, only allowing three hits, no runs, no walks, striking out eight, lowering his ERA to 1.41 on the season, a 0.7 whip too, which is absolutely astounding. He's basically only had one bad start. This year, and that was April 1st against the Minnesota Twins when he gave up three runs on six hits, which isn't even all that bad. You know, I mean, very similar to you Darvish's first start, which wasn't that terrible. It was just not a great, you know, quality level start. Ever since then, he's been one of the one of the best pitchers in baseball. And it's really tough. It's really tough to see the Padres couldn't hit him. It's just the way he bounces back from his off-speed stuff to then throwing 97, 98 miles per hour at you. Then he throws it down. Then he throws fast again. You could just never get really a, a grip 
on his pitching style, and that clearly kind of fooled the Padres' offense yesterday. And granted, Trent Grisham was not in the lineup, neither was Manny Machado. Manny Machado is expected to be back soon. It doesn't seem like it's a, a, a really big injury. I don't think he's going to head to the 10-day IL. But then again, that's why I thought about Trent Grisham, and he officially, as of yesterday, landed on the uh, 10-day IL, so he's out for a little bit. Um, so what do I know is basically what I'm trying to say, guys. Um, but certainly what I do know is that the Padres often struggled last night. You know, it was fun towards the end of the game uh, that saw the Padres start to beat up uh, the Brewers pitching a little bit after, what's his face, uh, our, our old buddy Perdomo, not Luis Perdomo, Angel Perdomo, uh, he came into the game, so technically not our old buddy, I don't know why I said that, uh, he came into the game and gave up three earned runs, a home run to Tommy Pham. I mean, what can I say? Tommy Pham quietly getting a little bit better. I like his on-base percentage. I am worried a little bit that he's had like he's had a decent stretch. He's raised his OPS by over 100 points in the last like couple weeks and what have you, which I mean, to a degree should be expected, but I am wondering if like how much it feels like he has these empty stats. I talked about this last year at the beginning of the podcast where May Machado's first season felt like, you know, the 32 home runs. It felt like they didn't they didn't matter. There weren't like a lot of them that felt like it mattered necessarily. Granted, that just wasn't a good team. And especially now with Tommy Pham playing on a good team, you'd think he'd come up big with, with some hits when we really need them. Um, but still, and to a degree, this wasn't empty stats because the Padres almost made a comeback here. So I don't know why I just ripped Tommy Pham for, for putting up empty stats sometimes. Uh, in this inning, Jerkson Profar gets a walk, and then Tommy Pham hits a two-run home run, making it 5-2. And then Jake Cronenworth gets hit by a pitch. He ends up getting to second base. Unfortunately, first time in a while, Tatis isn't able to do anything. He strikes out. Granted, it is Josh Hader. And then Hosmer hits a double, allowing Jake Cronenworth to score. Myers walks. And unfortunately, really frustratingly to a degree, only because... It was on like the first pitches. Austinella pops out, and then Hassan Kim lines out. So it was that was just a little bit annoying. But granted, it would have taken a lot for the Padres to come back. So I still appreciate Tommy Pham getting that home run. Uh, he certainly needs it. He needs as many hits as possible. And while he's definitely been playing better lately, we need a little bit more. I'd like to see him come up when we really need him in situations that the game is you know five nothing already. I guess if that makes sense. But still, I am optimistic that he can become a decent player in this lineup that already has enough guys that are good to make up for, you know, any type of lackluster offense at any time because we have Tatis and Machado and Grisham. And apparently Eric Hosmer is just going to keep every single thing that he puts in play this year is going to hit. So I don't know if there's some regression due for him, but everything he puts in play is a hit. He's just been fantastic. But of course, guys, the story was Blake Snell, honestly, in terms of the Padres side of things. He yet again fails to even make it to the fifth inning, which is something that he's been struggling to do, obviously, all season. In this game, he goes three and two-thirds innings, giving up five runs, walking three, striking out seven. That raised his ERA from 3.79 all the way to an astounding, to an astounding 4.5. And by astounding, I mean astounding in a bad way. Uh, he gets beat up in this game, gives up an early two-run home run after looking really good uh, for the first innings. But, yeah, he, it's just the Brewers, and he gets hit up, and the Brewers aren't necessarily good offense. But before we kind of break down even further the Blake Snell start, guys, I want to talk to you really quickly about Wealthfront. And you know what? Investing can be very complicated, and thankfully, Wealthfront is here to help you, and they have the right tools to build your portfolio. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 
0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash MLB. All you need is 500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Remember, to get your first 5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com. That is wealthfront, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash MLB to start growing your savings. Get started today. And now, guys, shifting gears, vroom, 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 I want to talk about cars for a second. RockAuto.com, ladies and gentlemen. What a lovely website. What a lovely website. First and foremost, family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for nearly 20 years. How fantastic is that? They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, and they can deliver everything conveniently directly to your door. Speaking of convenience, their catalog is very easy to navigate, and you can see all the parts available for whatever your vehicle is and the specifications and the prices that you prefer the most. And best of all, those prices at rockout.com are always reliable, though, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Don't spend more money, guys, on the same parts. That doesn't make any sense. Come on now. So go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliable prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right guys now let's continue talking about blake snell yeah really speeding right along through today's episode what can i say um okay so here's my kind of look on things. I broke down last week kind of what's been wrong. And to summarize that really quickly for those that didn't listen, he hasn't been getting guys to chase all that much at stuff outside the zone this year. And what we saw last night is that his fastball is getting absolutely killed. The two home runs that he gave up were off that four-seam fastball. Getting absolutely killed on that thing this year. Six of the seven home runs Snell has allowed, in fact. And it seems like he allows, uh, he allows that same two-run home run, I swear, like every start. Every start, it feels like. Uh, it, it's just unbelievable. Uh, six of the seven home runs he's allowed this year come off of his four-seam fastball. Batters are hitting 271 against it. Granted, I know that's not the worst pitch in terms of what people are batting against it. His changeup, actually, batters are fight, uh, batting four, 346. Wow, I can't speak. 346 against it. But I don't want to get too much into numbers right now because bottom line is this, man. I'm just I'm raising my, my thing. We're at, like, DEFCON 3. For Blake Snell right now, uh, I would say like a 75%. I was at like 60% before. We lowered it. We went up and down. It was just really rough because it's not like the Brewers are a particularly, uh, you know, explosive offense. And even then, I think I'm kind of being nice uh, about it. In batting average, they're 29th in the league. On base percentage, 26th in the league. Runs scored, 26th in the league. Home runs, 17th. And slugging percentage, 28th. Their pitching is great. And it's not even, the pitching, their pitching hasn't even been as good as ours. But still, uh, bottom line is they've been uh, really porous when it comes to offense. And I know that they added, they have some decent guys in that lineup. I know Lorenzo Cain still has a little bit of that name brand being a pretty good player for a while, but it's not like he's playing all that well. They've got Colton Wong, obviously, and they've got Christian Yelich, who obviously is a you know, MVP candidate, and as far as I'm concerned, still should be considered an MVP candidate. He still has uh, those skills for sure. We'll see if he kind of picks it up this year. But bottom line, just not an intimidating offense, like really in the slightest. And for Snell to not succeed against a team like that, not keep the momentum that he had from last week's is easily his best start of the season against the Rockies. That's the most concerning thing. I thought that he might start getting on a roll, at least against the somewhat lackluster teams that aren't good at hitting. And like I said, the fastball, he's getting killed on that this year. A lot of his home runs are being given up there. And, you know, his off-speed stuff is still good. I think he makes people miss more than 
especially in regards to his slider and curveball, which he makes his 35% whiff rate on those. It's just, it's some of the greatest of the league combined with those. Literally, like some of the best of the league. I just don't, I almost don't see, I'm not seeing what exactly is making Blake Snell this bad. And this is, let's not even get into the number mumbo jumbo for a second. My only, I'm going to get into narrative slash, I don't know, just sort of vibes and whatnot. First, you know, with Blake Snell himself, who last night in quotes said, common sense stuff I should be doing that I know I can do, that I'm great at doing. He said, we're going to get there. I know I am. People can be frustrated. They can get mad. I don't really care what they think of me. I feel great. I'm going to get better. Um, You know, I I do believe to a degree that he's hungry and that he's going to get better. And maybe I'm judging too much off a personality thing. But still, I just hope that after what happened in the playoffs and how kind of weird that whole situation was with being pulled from the game and, and game six and went at way too early I think and then the Rays losing that game I'm hoping that he's got that kind of gamer attitude that he's going to get better uh, some things that he has to start working on stop losing guys and counts it feels like there's so often that he starts off 0-2 and just doesn't put them away uh, almost like they know what pitch is coming which isn't good uh, that's not a good sign that people seem to know what's coming but the other thing that I'll bring up is this if you told me pre- it's hard for me to believe That Blake Snell, and this goes to all the people who are automatically just already saying that the Padres lost the trade and that the Padres almost should have known that Blake Snell was going to fall off this much. You're telling me that Blake Snell for 2021 was going to be worse than Corey Kluber, who has like two surgeries he's coming off of and is like 35 years old? You're telling me he's going to be worse than Adam Wainwright? You're telling me he's going to be worse than... My beloved Robbie Ray? That Rob- Imagine if someone told you Robbie Ray was going to have a better season than Blake Snell this year. Imagine if they said that. And I love Robbie Ray. I've talked about it on the podcast. It's one of my favorite guys. I don't like him right now just because he hasn't been a beautiful disaster in the way that I like. He's actually been quite solid this year, 3.42 ERA. He's not walking anybody aside from one start that he had against Kansas City when he walked six guys. He hasn't been walking anybody. He looks... Like a very solid starter. That's not what I like to see. You know what I mean? That's what Blake Snell looks like. Blake Snell this year, he looks like Robbie Ray. Incredible strikeout percentage. Some of the highest in the league. But he's walking way too many batters. And then he's giving up you know, way, way too many home runs and what have you. So that's what's so weird. Blake Snell has been Robbie Ray this year. And that's unbelievable. And that's my only hope, guys. My only last shred of hope is ask yourself right now, do you really think that that's going to stand? I wouldn't be shocked if, say, Blake Snell is an ace anymore. But if he can at least be as good as Musgrove? If he can at least be as good as, I don't know, maybe Chris Bassett of the the A's? Crap, I might even take a Sean Mania. But you're telling me he's going to be worse than a Tristan McKenzie this year? That's what's so hard for me. The t- the type of, the tier, the current grouping and tier that Blake Snell has been performing at is just a little unbelievable for me. That's all I'm saying. The current tier list that he is in just does not match with the numbers that I've seen so far. I know that there's probably some of the things that I'm missing. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, as I've said many times on this podcast. I'm not a super stats uh, aficionado, but right now my only hope is it just, it feels like it has to get better. You know what I'm saying? It just feels like it has to. But granted, I'm not all that confident in that. Uh, now, guys, uh, enough with the the talk about Blake Snell. Let's get a little bit happy. Silly little chat coming up here with Emily Nyman of the Breaking Balls podcast. Go check that out. I'm going to link it at, uh, in the description of the podcast. It's a great show. I enjoy it. Very New York 
kind of almost trash talk uh, that they do on there, but I think it's fun. They also talk about general baseball, and I love the production of it. It's a really well-produced podcast, I will say about that. Uh, so yeah, guys, I'll talk to you in a little bit, but otherwise, here we go. All right, everybody, as promised, as prophesized, I'm being joined by a returning guest to the show. Um, the last time she was on, we talked about baseball documentaries and more specifically, and some would say more importantly, uh, Alex Rodriguez. Um, I'd be joined by uh, Emily Nyman, host of the Breaking Balls podcast. Emily, how are you doing? I'm great. And yes, it is most importantly, Alex Rodriguez. You're correct in saying that. I mean, just a just a remarkable human. Um, the last time we talked, so much has happened between then and now. We've had an, an Instagram story escapade that involved Coldplay's Fix You. We've had Ben Affleck involved. It's just been... It's been really off the walls. I I don't know the baseball season. Some you know some people are talking about all oh, the offense is down and there's too many no hitters. I don't know, man. I, I'm still having a blast uh, talking about baseball this year. I don't know about you, but um, oh it's for sure, been, it's it's been nuts. I, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I love basically any iteration of this sport. So mm-hmm. there's nothing that the commissioner could throw at the sport that would make me ever be like, oh f this sport. I don't want to watch anymore. Mm-hmm. Like. I may complain about it ad nauseum, but I will still watch and comment and talk about it as often as possible. Hey, that's that's all that's all a fan's got to do. You know, you just got to enjoy. And and, you know, we complain about stuff all the time. Uh, I know that you're against the extra innings rule. Uh, I've, I've seen that all over the Twitter sphere and what have you. But it's just it's every time I've tried to leave baseball. Believe, literally, believe me, I've tried. <laughs> I tried like I've tried, I'd say twice in my life. And I succeeded for like a year and a half to two years. And I get wrapped, like brought right back in. You know, it's just, it happens every time, even no matter how much the sports heads to hate me. But instead of just talking, we're not, this podcast isn't going to be just talking about uh, the the problems and issues we have at baseball and A-Rod, right? Instead, we're following up because last time we talked about baseball documentaries and we talked about, you know, in a year where we saw The Last Dance, in a year when we saw Long Gone Summer, which I thought was was pretty bad, but whatever. Um we talked about what kind of who would be the next subject for a baseball documentary. And I personally, because I know you're an A-Rod fan, that's why I had you on. I thought A-Rod actually would make for a compelling documentary because people could hate watch it. Uh, to quickly summarize it, everybody could go back and listen to that episode. But <laughs> instead, we got the announcement. Um, by the time people are hearing this, it'll be a week. But we got the announcement of who is going to be the subject of the next like major, I guess, a major uh, sports documentary, and especially for baseball. And it wasn't A-Rod. Instead, it was the Bronx legend himself, Mr. Derek Jeter, titled The Captain. Uh, Emily, let's start off by just saying this. What was your initial reaction? You're scrolling through Twitter or whatever. You hear the announcement. What's your first reaction? Uh, Well, to be completely honest, my first reaction, because the first time I saw it was MLB's tweet, and I saw that uh, Randy, uh, I believe his last name is Passan, who he is a director and he's directing it. And he's a Yankees mm-hmm. fan and he's someone that I interact with on Twitter. So I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Like, congrats, man. And then I was like, oh, Jeter. Yeah, what a surprise. Like, I, I was just like, whatever. I, but I immediately went into Jeter protector mode because everyone was so upset by it, it seemed mm-hmm. like. So then mm-hmm. suddenly uh, I did a real uh, turncoat move and i was then like the biggest jeter defender on the planet for about 24 hours <laughs> that happens every that jeter is one of those where like 
even if you're not a Yankee fan, people love to to make fun. Of, oh, he's not this, not as good as his you know celebrity status was or what have you. But then people, when they get a little bit too far with it, and everybody starts defending. I've seen people who are Twins fans defend Derek Jeter because they're like, all right, all right relax, relax. <laughs> you know, people get a little bit too far with it sometimes, and they're like, oh, uh, Chase Utley was better. It's like, all right, cool. Well, also Chase Utley was you know. Uh, of speaking of Manny Machado, people want to say he doesn't hustle and whatnot and dirty play as well. Go go look at Chase Utley's career uh, if you want to have a look into that. But the Philly fans and Chase Utley are so annoying. But that's another topic. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hey guys, just want to talk to you for a quick second about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season obviously in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, all of them, including not just baseball, but the NBA, NHL, all of your UFC, MMA action, whatever. Uh, You know, we got the NBA playoffs going on right now, so before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And also guys, I want to talk to you about the best tasting protein bars on the planet. Those are the Built Bars. Oh, God, they're so good. And they've got such a great variety of flavors. On top of just being soft and easy to chew, coming at 100% chocolate, they've got all these different flavors. Salted caramel, double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, raspberry, cherry, coconut almond, coconut, uh, cherry barcia. They have this birthday cake flavor for limited time. And that's the thing. Also, guys, they have all these limited time flavors sporadically throughout like the week. And it's really great. There's all sorts of things. They're kind of like the Ben and Jerry's almost, of uh, protein bars. And, of course, like I said, they're healthy. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only only four grams of sugar and only four grams net carbs. That's what you can expect from each bar. Uh, each flavor of the bar is pretty much. So go to builtbar.com, guys, and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Um, from the from the like official press release from the thing, uh, the Derek Jeter documentary, uh, it's from the New York Post, not official kind of press release, from the New York Post, it said it will be Jerick, Derek Jeter like nobody has ever seen before and promises to pull back the curtain. Um, I don't know about you, but look, I, I love Jeter. Uh, I, I get nostalgic thinking about him. I may or may not, like a month ago, looked up the top 10 highlights of his career just because I miss him. It's yeah. from a, 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 It's like a relic almost of my baseball watching past when, you know, I don't think we're going to have a star in the sport that is a personality like Jeter. He was, you know, a New York star. That's part of it too. And also the, the humble sort of gentleman physique, not, not physique um, aspect to his kind of career is not something I think is going to generate as much interest as it would uh, for players today, like the Tatis types of the world. But I was nostalgic for it. And I don't know about you, but like, what is kind of your expectation for this thing? Like, do you think they're really going to pull back the curtain? I know I, messaged you joking about the dating diamonds uh which is one of the great sports graphics i've ever seen i can't believe they got away with that but what do you kind of think about that uh i mean i really don't think that and this isn't any comment on the filmmaker or this or production staff but i i can't imagine them pulling back the curtain too much i mean even if they did beyond his womanizing which is certainly not uh saved for Derek Jeter it's it's like it's like yeah. what you know famous men do it's it is what it is mm. but 
he was just so he didn't do anything like the the gentleman <laughs> the gentleman like persona that he had out there was uh -huh. not and not that he wasn't in some aspects he just never said the wrong thing because he never really mm -hmm. said anything so mm -hmm. it just then turned into like oh wow he's just such a great guy what what a stand-up guy and he may very well be but he also seems like one of the more boring guys so mm -hmm. i can't imagine what they're really going to pull back i mean maybe he's going to open up a little bit about any sort of trials and tribulations that he faced mm -hmm. um coming up even though and i did read this book he did you know ghostwrite or whatever have a book written about him like over a decade ago that was called the life you imagined so i don't know exactly <laughs> what else could possibly come out of this story beyond the life that you've imagined the the confession that you've read that book uh, already my favorite part uh, of this discussion so far um yeah, edit well, that it's... out in uh, post-production <laughs> i got you um but it, you raise a good point look the bottom line is i mean i would say this though i mean they, they had asked that brady doc last year look I mean, this the Boston hate is coming out at me, but I'm just like, all right, man. I know he's great, but does anyone care? Like, that's the it's to me this both documentaries now. It's clear that they're trying to recapture the last dance thing. They're like, we need to have this event documentary thing that everybody's going to watch. And unfortunately, I think that there's not too many sports figures, honestly, that could do that. I think that Ali could work for it, but of course, Muhammad Ali passed away, and there's maybe a couple more. There's probably some more that we don't know about that would make for some pretty compelling documentaries. But in this last dance sort of style, I mean, you're going to ask a lot from Jeter. If he really is going to open up, and and I would love nothing more, though. I mean, let's. this is what I was going to ask in a second, but I'm just going to jump right into it. I would love nothing more than if we talk about A-Rod and their relationship. I would be enthralled. I would be glued to the TV. If they do like the iPad trick that they did with the last dance where – they show him, hey, you remember this thing you did with that stock market? What, what was it again? It was some business channel thing. And they clearly, the the friction between two of them, like I would love for them to show him that. And honestly, I'd be curious if he talked about the Marlins thing at all too. Yeah, I mean, I think that it would be a massive disappointment if they don't mention <laughs> the dating diamond, A-Rod, or the more, him dealing Stanton and Yelich to oh, the yeah. uh, lowest bidder, mm -hmm. it seemed like. So, but it's classic Jeter to never talk about those kind of things because mm -hmm. Jeter's whole, he, he's remained this like golden boy throughout all these years is because anything that he may have done that wasn't necessarily the right thing to do at the time mm -hmm. or, or could have screwed somebody or whatever that never gets talked about purposely. And anytime mm -hmm. he, anyone's ever tried to bring it up, it's like you are, it's blasphemous. Mm -hmm. So, I would be shocked if Derek Jeter, who obviously is involved in this project, was like, yeah, you know what? Let's uh, let's open it up about A-Rod and let me talk <laughs> about how cold I was to him. And then and, and my puppet Joe Torre just did whatever I said, which was treat A-Rod like a fucking dick. So <laughs> I would love that so much, though. I like, hope he says it word for word. Look, I've said with the Brady thing where obviously he has a success pedigree for obviously, but. I mean, I would love nothing more if Tom Brady got in the dock. He's it's like a white background, and then the start of the dock is him just being like, "Screw Bill Belichick!" <laughs> like I would love if he did that. Are you kidding me? I just want just a lot of silliness. Uh, is what I uh, uh, kind of like a chaos enthusiast sort of thing. But yeah, I think that it's it's probably more unlikely than not we're not going to get that type of thing. We're going to get a career like the Yankeeography, 
uh, sort of thing. Uh, shout out to Yes Network. Uh, they did that on Derek Jeter a while ago. And well, it could be cool. Uh, there'll be some updated things. They'll talk about the end of his career and what that was like, the farewell season. That'll be cool. I do fear that this would be like a a very Yankees-centric thing, that if you're a Yankees fan, you're going to have a lot of fun with this. Uh, otherwise, people are going to be jerks about it. They're going to say, oh, he's overrated in this. It's like, no, he's he's not. Uh, I hate to break it to everybody, but the best baseball players in history, it's usually prolonged success. I can name like 20 guys that have had better single seasons than Derek Jeter's single seasons. That's not what it's about. Cool. Troy Tulowitzki did. Guess what? He gets hurt all the time, but could it like stay healthy? Like it's, it's about longevity and not just, you had a peak of three years, at least in my opinion, when it comes to baseball and himbo jimbo jimbo, everybody, that is it for, I don't know what that was. Uh, my chat with Emily diamond, hopefully you enjoyed it. Don't hate me too much. I just thought it'd be a nice little mix up from the usual set of things. Uh, before we just quickly talk about, uh, what to expect from the future of this podcast, got to talk to you about locked on today. It is the greatest podcast to get you caught up on all the sporting news of the day in under 20 minutes. Host Peter Bukatsky. He is a legend and he updates you on the latest and all the, uh, major sports that you could ask for it's really fantastic and with the help of our local experts including sometimes yours truly follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast in terms of the future of this pod guys uh really cool stuff uh coming out this week going to be talking about i have a listener question for tomorrow's episode that i think i'm going to get into as well as a game recap which should be uh really fun hopefully they can defeat uh the brewers tonight otherwise i will be talking about the brewers extensively tomorrow but uh for now uh, let's just hope that they beat uh corbin birds tonight uh, <laughs> hopefully they do that um and then later in the week, going to be doing a crossover with the Astros guys over at Locked On Astros, previewing the upcoming series. That should be a whole lot of fun. There's also going to be a live stream thing that they're doing, so be sure to tune into that, guys. But with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. And while you're at it, if you are on Apple Podcasts, send me some five-star reviews. And also in that five-star review, put a question that you might have, and I guarantee you it will be answered on the show. I like bribing for five-star reviews. What can I say? Uh, remember to follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe. And of course, stay faithful. Faithful, my fire faithful homies, take care.